everyone, and welcome to another... Wait a minute. I'm actually not hosting the show today. Krista is hosting the show, so I'll let her do the intro and all the fun things. But before I do forget, if you like the show, please remember to leave a review on iTunes. I cannot tell you how much it helps the show grow, and it spreads the word of the show to all your friends and... It's a really nice thing to do. If you don't know how to do it, there's a cool little link below that tells you exactly how to do it. And I'll give you a high five next time I see you or an Instagram high five or a real life high five or a karmic high five. But please review the show. I'd like to thank our friends over at SF Yoga Magazine for their continued support. Plus, I highly recommend you check out the amazing Brett Larkin's online yoga teacher training. Brett offers the most respected and interactive online yoga teacher training courses that gives a flexible way for you to become a registered yoga teacher and really change your life. The truly great thing about studying online is that it offers so much more flexibility and allows you to learn at your own pace. Plus, once you sign up, the resources are yours to keep forever. Although it's online, it's still intimate and personalized to your own needs. As you send in pictures and videos of you doing poses and course guides send you specific feedback. Plus, Brett shares her secrets on how to gain an online following so you can become your own online yoga teacher. And remember, those of you that are already teachers can take the program at a discounted rate for continuing education credits with Brett. So head over to brettlarkin.com forward slash Danny. Again, that's brettlarkin.com forward slash Danny, which is linked in the show notes below to download the brochure that has tons of information on the course and how you can transform your life in just a few short months. And don't forget to use the coupon code Danny when you sign up to get $100 off the course. Yup, that's $100 off the course if you use the coupon code Danny, D-A-N-N-I. everyone and welcome to another Yogi Misfit session. My name is Krista and I am your host today. On today's episode, I'm hijacking Danny's show. I have a marketing agency based in San Francisco called Authentic Audience. We work with yogis, healers, artists, musicians, anyone raising the vibration. And today on the show, Danny and I will be talking about the business side of the yoga industry, how he navigates the world of brand ambassadorships, authentic growth, and the hustle that is involved and often not talked about in growing a yoga business. Hi, Danny. Hi. How are we? (laughs) (laughs) You know what's really funny is last time my show was hijacked, it was Susanna. Of course it was. <laughs> but she wanted a couple people were like sending in messages. They're like, well, we want to hear Danny's story because we have we've heard a lot of other people's stories. But uh, so I got to share like my story about how I got into yoga and whatnot. But here we are again. Another hijacking. Here we are again. I think this time it might be a little bit of a different perspective on your story. Um, we've been working together for what? Just a few months. Yeah. A few. I mean, it feels like years, but it's really yeah. just been a few months. We, we, we basically. Yeah, we sat down and we're like, oh, yeah, we're friends. <laughs> I know, it happened very quickly. Totally. Um, and that's usually what tends to happen when I meet somebody who, in my opinion, uh, my humble opinion, has it. And what I mean by has it, um, has this authentic ability to express um, themselves in a way that resonates with other people and makes them feel better about themselves. Um, I always say a good leader makes you feel better by being in their presence. And I think you do just that. 
and it's obviously shown up in the yoga community. You're very successful here in San Francisco, but I've been able to watch the backside of things the last few months and the hustle that you bring and how you show up to every call and every conversation and every collaboration. And it's been very inspiring and very refreshing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I think that you work really hard and there's this common misconception in the yoga world. Well, there's two common misconceptions. One is that when you decide to do your YTT, you're just going to blow up overnight and have a full schedule and everybody's going to love you and they're going to get your message and you're going to be headlining wonderless before you know it. I want that program. <laughs> where, where was that teacher training? <laughs> where, where, where I want that. <laughs> I know. And then the other side is, oh, I haven't been doing this long enough. I'm not good enough. I can't headline that festival. I can't teach that class. I can't partner with that person because I don't have enough experience. Mm -hmm. And I tend to find that people often fall on either side of this. And you are this anomaly that brings the business to yoga. And I believe that when you are actually, you make that conscious decision to say, hey, I want to bring yoga into my career. I want yoga to be my career. There's a business responsibility that comes with that. 100%. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, how, I guess, in terms of how you organize your time, um, how often are you teaching versus how often are you actually making connections, networking, marketing, building your business? So a few, a few things, I guess the first thing I want to um, start by saying is thank you because it's, it's been, it's nice to be recognized and it's nice to be, you know, it's nice to see that people think I'm working hard because <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, and two, the other thing I like to, um, I, I'm, I'm really clear on when I say this, like, you know, like, uh, although yeah, yeah, this is like quote unquote job, you know what I mean? Like, this is actually my passion. Like there's a big difference between like, I have to go show up and work and I get to go do the thing that I love to do. I was actually just having a really long conversation about this um, last night with somebody. Like I, I love that I get, I have found, I think I just posted about it yesterday on, on Instagram or something like that. But like, I know that I'm one of the lucky ones that I have found my calling at such a young age or younger age. Um, and that I don't have to do something that's like a dead end because it doesn't, you know, because it's just making money for me. I'm, I'm actually working really hard to do something that I absolutely love to do. So that's the first part is it's my passion. I get to show up to my passion every single day. And then the second part to it would be like as far as like timing wise and, and, and how I get shit done or, you know, my schedule. Right now I teach 10 public classes a week. Or I'm sorry, nine public classes a week. And then I have a few corporates, a few privates, and then I have everything else that goes with it. I have obviously this podcast. Um, I have my, uh, I have my 200 hour teacher training. I have my regular workshops that I teach here in the city. I have a teacher training that I support that's not here in the city um, in Costa Rica. I have a 500 hour teacher training that's coming up at the end of the year. I have another 500 hour training that I'm going to be a part of next year. I have another 500 hour training that I'm bringing into another studio next year. Um, and then I have my uh, retreats that are both local and international. And then I have my advanced teaching credits that I offer. So I do like a teacher tune-up weekend. Um, I go and I teach workshops at different studios around the nation to, you know, whatever, whether it's advanced anatomy or assist or mantra, whatever it is that people are, are looking for. Um, I do that. So I do a, a little bit of everything. Oh yeah. And then I sell t-shirts. <laughs> Can we just pause for a moment? <laughs> uh, 
Um, I think one thing that we should just stop and celebrate all of that. Um, holy shit. Can I say shit? You can say, you, you can say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> the best part about it. Holy shit. Um, I think that is all just meant to be celebrated in such a massive way. And we've started doing this recently together mm-hmm. is celebrating our wins. Yeah, it was, I was on, I mean, we were on a call last week and I was like, oh, hey, I just want to like check in really quick, let you know that this, this, and this is going down. And, um, uh, you know, I was like, I kind of like just went through like the list of like wins that I had had or stuff that I had accomplished or whatever. And you were like, wait, 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 wait. Uh, but, uh, so what else is happening? And I was like, oh yeah. And then that's it. And you were like, stop. You're like, before you go any further, I want you to say out loud what you just accomplished. Like, what is it that you did? And it was the first time actually, Krista, to be honest with you. And I was, I was telling you this on the call, but like, I'm the kind of person that I just, it's not that I'm waiting for the next, uh, the next thing to happen. It's just like the way that I see this is this is what I'm supposed to do. So there is no, like, I wouldn't see it any other way. Like, oh yeah, that's, it is a win for sure. But I'm like, well, yeah, it's supposed to happen. You know, I don't really see it as like, I'm going to go and accomplish this thing and, you know, I'm going to do this and celebrate it. It's just like, no, this is what I want. And so I'm going to do it. And I think we both have that mentality. And the reason why I stopped you and had you celebrate is because it's something that I forget to do in my business all the time. Yeah. And we, I am lucky as well. I truly believe I found my dharma, my calling, my purpose in helping healers and young yogi entrepreneurs like yourself grow and get their business out to the right people. You have the gift and it's my job to make sure it gets in front of the right people. And I show up and I get to do what I love every day. And I'm constantly trying to do better and constantly trying to do more. And I think we both have this in common. And so when you just now gave this long-winded answer of everything that you have going on, it's incredible. It's not going to stop us from brainstorming and getting on our marketing call this week and talking about the next five months and what we have to plan. And I think there's this beautiful balance that we have to find, especially when it's our passion, especially when we're doing what we love is recognizing instead of I'm not good enough or I'm not doing enough. It's, we could always do better. We can always be better every day. We can be better, but just stopping and taking a breath and finding that space where it's, I'm in the flow and you're in the flow because you found your dharma and you're doing what you love. And in my opinion, and I think a lot of people's opinion, you're doing it super authentically and in your own way and it works. And I think when you're in the flow and when you're making the right decisions and when you're working really hard, I mean, it's a balance of putting out there your goals, what you want to do. Like you're very specific with your goals, which is something I really want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then actually working every day to hit those goals. Like, is this what I'm doing right now actually contributing to me reaching that specific goal I set for myself? And I think along this path of yoga, I find with a lot of people in this industry, there are so many different paths you can take. Like, should I go on the podcast or should I host a teacher training or how should I actually be spending my time? Mm -hmm. And I think that one thing that I wanted to talk to you about is how you navigate those decisions within your brand. So you just talked about a lot of things. You talked about yoga teacher training. You talked about workshops coming up. You talked about t-shirts, which I want to talk about and the podcast, of course, which people are loving. And when it comes down to making that decision, when somebody reaches out to you, 
what is sort of your moral compass that you come back to that you decide if that's an energy you want to take on or if that's a direction you want to go with your business? I think a lot of yogis struggle with that. Yeah. I mean, my first question is how much money are you giving me? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously though. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's kind of like, let's not, let's not, uh, let's not bullshit each other here and, and recognize that one yoga is a business, you know, it's, it's a growing, you know, multi-million dollar industry in the U S and it's only projected to get bigger and bigger and bigger, you know? So we have to look at it as a business. Yes. We are teachers. Yes. We are practitioners, but if this is how you're making a living, it is energy and it's an exchange of energy. And, and the way that we work in the Western society is we exchange money for services and goods and something that we provide in yoga is a service and a good. And thus, you know, the cycle continues, right? If it was back in the day, you know, when you would have, you know, a kind of stu- a, a t- student teacher relationship, the teacher would stay at the student's house, they would feed them, they would clothe them, that kind of stuff. But those ways have changed, you know, and also technology and all the things that happen. There are a lot of times where, you know, people have approached me because they want to partner up together or they have this idea or whatever it is. And I'm always, always, always like happy to listen to everybody, right? Like I like bring it all to the table and I want to hear what you have to offer. But at the end of the day, the decision is always made on our one, our values the same Two, mm-hmm. how am I going to support them as much as they're going to support me? Like that's, that's the big one. Like if it's, I don't see anything as like a one-way street. I think everything is a two-way street. Even if it's a brand saying, hey, I'm going to offer you this amount of money for doing this, this, and this, or whatever it is, like that has to one, be in alignment, but two, it's like, how is that going to better me and how can I also support them? Because the truth is I wouldn't want to support someone I wasn't in alignment with, right? If let's say, I don't know, I don't know, a company that was just something I'm not like cool with. Like, you, you know, I wouldn't want to promote their stuff if it wasn't part of my vision and part of my values, which is one big thing that like, it really defines everything that I do is my values. You know, like whether I'm going to work with someone or whether I'm going to have someone, you know, like in the realm, it all depends on my value system. And and if they fit that, you know, like if, they're pretty chill and cool and non-harming and all that fun stuff, then like I'm in, let's work. And even if it's something that like an idea that wouldn't necessarily be my first go-to, I'm always down to throw wet spaghetti on a wall and see what, see what sticks, you know, even if we fail a few times with that same brand, like I'm always down to work with them if we're in alignment. I love that. And you said so many things in that sentence. And I think one thing, the first thing is the money conversation. Um, I always think that, you know, all of us yogis, I'm also a certified yoga teacher, Reiki master, but I have found my calling that it's clear to me and it became clear to me early on as much as I love teaching that my gifts and services can be used elsewhere and helping the teachers. But even with that yogi mindset, I feel like we've all sort of taken this vow of poverty in a past life and it's up to us in this life to break that vow of poverty. And I think the more abundant we can be and the more successful we can be financially in this industry, the more people we can help and the more people we can reach. Like it's almost our responsibility as yogis to create profitable businesses so that we can keep helping people and continue to be of service. And the money conversation is really funny. And oftentimes I find when I'm on calls with people that one, they're either afraid of spending money which is something I want to talk about because you have this really strong um, confidence in 
spending money in order to make money. So you're willing to invest money in the right people and in the right projects in order to make money. And that's a big resistance um, issue that a lot of us come up against. The second thing though, and even more is people are afraid to make money. <laughs> yeah, They're afraid to be successful in this and afraid to have the money. And the money conversation is so sensitive and being of service and making money seems hypocritical or a contradiction. But again, when you take that passion and decide to make it your business, if you're not making money, then you don't actually have a business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and, and like, you know, we, in order for us to provide what we're providing, we have to have roofs under, under over our head, under our head, <laughs> over our head. <laughs> Somewhere. We have, to, we have to be nourished. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to, I mean, I don't drive a, a Porsche. I don't drive period, but you know, you don't need to live an extravagant life, but also you do need to sustain yourself. I have to be able to afford going to trainings. I have to be able to afford buying my books. I have to be able to afford, you know, my, 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 my website services so that people can continue to do the thing, you know, and it's an exchange of energy. That's the first part. The second part is a lot of us have this conversation in our head where we're not good enough to make the money. And that is a load of bullshit. Like the self-worth thing and the, um, the dialogue that happens in the head, I think is what gets in most people's ways. The other part to it, you know, is like at the end of the day, like in order, there's, there's a big talk, you know, there's a big talk on yoga teachers wanting to do stuff. I notice it a lot, specifically in my community We're we're artists, you know, in, in one way, shape or form, you know, and we're, we're dreamers and we're, a lot of us are in the ethers in, in the best way possible because we want to be connected to divine. We want to be connected to spirit. We want to be connected to energy but that sometimes pulls us away from the current world that we're living in, right? We are trying to diminish the ego and we are trying to diminish the attachment, but we currently live here. You know, we're, this is what we're doing. So we have to be there. And while we're here, the thing that gets shit done in the real world, the thing that produces results is organization plus action. I say this all the time. I say this to my mentees. If you want to do what it is that I'm doing or what any other yogi is doing or whatever it is, it's organization plus action equals result. End of story. If you're going to work hard, chances are the product is going to like, you know, do well or whatever it is that you're trying to promote is, is going to do well or whatever it is that you're trying to get back is going to do well. If you just sit back and do nothing and have all these ideas and dreams and you don't act upon them, nothing's going to happen right? And the same thing goes for the money situation. Like money is money. I live in an expensive city, the most in, in the world, you know, or in, in the nation, I think. Um, and, you know, in, in it's classic marketing in order, well, it's classic marketing, but it's also classic business. In order to make money, you got to spend money, you know? And I realized going into it, like I may lose a few hundred, maybe even a, a couple thousand dollars on an event, on a training, on whatever it is. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to be able to better myself unless I make some failures, you know, like every successful business person in the, every single one of them, every single successful business, the people that are doing like the best have made mistakes and have learned from those mistakes, you know, and so you have to be able to take a risk. If this is something that you're doing, like, and it's your passion, you have to trust that it's going to, you know, pull through in the end. At the end of the day, I could lose it all and start working at Starbucks and still part-time teach yoga. You know, like, that's the worst that's going to happen for me, and I'm okay with that. Do I want that right now? Probably not. But, you know, if it did happen, like, who cares, you know? And so, like, in marketing and in business, we can't be afraid to spend money. And you may think, like, well, where do I have the money to – I don't have the money to to spend on it. Well, then you got to make the time or put in the effort or put in a little more extra work, whether it's at a dead-end job that you hate for a little bit or a little part-time gig 
work harder to get the thing that you want to get accomplished so that less, you know, later on down the line, you work less or you, you know, you're able to at least take that risk. I love that. And I think the action part is what really stands out to me, especially in working with you. Like, for example, <laughs> um, we'll get on a, <laughs> we'll get on a call and, you know, I'm used to working with yogis and it's, I love working with yogis, by the way. Um, but I, but we are crazy people. <laughs> of course. I mean, we're all nuts. And especially when you, you know, are living and breathing your passion, we're a little nuts and it's our baby. I mean, it's not just a job. It's everything. Like I can't tell you how crazy I am about my business, but yeah. this is what I love about you. When I get on a call with you, it's, so specific, like, here's what I need you to work on for me. Here's the strategy, whatever it is within, usually by the time we hang up the call, I have an email from you of action items. And by the following week, you have done everything. Just last week, we're working on um, getting your yoga teacher training um, page set up. And I think this is important to talk about, like a lot of what you can, a lot of what you do actually can be automated if you bring on the right team and if you have the right strategy. And this is something we're also not really talking about in yoga. Like you shouldn't have to be out there like grinding, selling your yoga teacher training every day. Once we launch it, we put a little bit of ad spend behind it. We get up a great landing page and the goal, if it's an authentic, meaningful offering is that it sells itself. Mm -hmm. And your product is authentic and it is meaningful. So it's easy to sell. Right. So right. we're working on this landing page so that you can teach more yoga and, you know, work less on the marketing side of things. And so basically I said, Hey, Danny, um, I need a video for this page. <laughs> can you send me a one minute video? I thought it would go a month, maybe would go by within 48 hours. You had sent me <laughs> a beautiful edited video for the page. And this is what I mean about action because I have been on calls with so many people so many times saying, Hey, here is exactly what I need and crickets. I mean, weeks, months go by, maybe I'll never even hear from them again. Mm -hmm. And it's this resistance that for one reason or another, like you have the strategy in front of you, you have the road to success and you just can't sit down and do the work. And one of my favorite authors, Stephen Pressfield always says, instead of waiting for inspiration to strike, inspiration strikes every morning at 9am when he sits down to work. Right. And it's this idea of it's not just going to happen. You have to sit down and you have to hustle. And the other idea in this, though, that I think is even more important is being actually aligned with what you're meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I want to go back to this conversation around navigating this brand ambassadorship conversation, as well as just doing the things and offering the offerings that you want to be offering and that actually light you up. Instead of trying to maybe try what somebody else is trying and it's like, oh, that yogi out there has a million followers and this is what they're offering. So I'm going to try and do that instead of actually focus on your dharma and what you're supposed to be doing. And this is something I see in the yoga world all of the time. And that's when you keep coming up against a brick wall because you're trying to live somebody else's dharma and that's never going to work. You're right. doing yourself and you're doing the world a disservice when you do that. And so with you, I think it's really beautiful these last few months getting to work with you. I've watched you turn down some really big brands mm -hmm. and some really big opportunities 
And I just wanted to talk about that. We don't need to get into specifics, but oftentimes when you get that big brand that reaches out to you, your ego just kind of goes, oh my God, like I've made it. I have to sign this contract. And how do you take a step back from that and actually decide, is this what's best for my brand? Yeah, I, I think, you know, and and there's, yeah, there's the ego part. That, I mean, I'm pretty sure I, I texted you that day and was like, hey, I've got this, you know, this letter from so-and-so and, you know, it's really big. It's a big deal, you know, because they're a big player and blah, 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 blah. And we were like, okay, yeah, cool. You know, and, and, and I sat with it for a, a few weeks, you know, I sat with it for a few weeks and, and although I was really excited about it, you know, about working with this brand and it sounded like it was going to be really awesome. At the end of the day, I just didn't believe in them. You know, I didn't believe in what they were offering. I didn't believe in the way that they carried themselves. I didn't believe in their vision. I don't also, I didn't believe that they believed in my vision, which mm. was the bigger part. Like, you know, here goes the two way street conversation is like, you know, do you believe in what I offer as a yoga teacher? You know, and if, and if you do, then awesome, let's work together. But if, if I, if I don't feel that support, like, Hey, listen, if you just want to, you know, sell yoga and sell yoga clothes or programs or online videos or whatever, that's great. But like, if you don't believe in like why I'm teaching yoga and then I actually want to help people and then I want to inspire people and I want to do more community events and, you know, help serve under youth, like if you can't get behind all that stuff, then I probably don't want to work with you because that's really what I ultimately like. There's it's no secret. That's the whole reason of me trying to grow this brand and things like that is to, you know, have these bigger conversations with a lot more people about like, let's help other people out. That's the whole reason, you know, that's, and, and teach you some cool things about your body along the way. No. So what you did do instead of working with this brand is you ended up reaching out to a different brand. And I what I love about this is you didn't actually wait for them to come to you. You sought them out. You saw a brand that has a much smaller following than this big one that we're talking about. Oh my but, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but something about it aligned with you. And can you just tell me what you did? I sat down and just had a conversation, you know, with the, with the smaller brand and was like, Hey, listen, like, you know, I've was approached by this other person and, and it sounds great and all, and, and it's probably more exposure and all that fun stuff. But like, you guys actually care in the things that I'm doing. And you guys actually are like, Hey, you, you'll send me messages and be like, that is so cool. Congratulations on doing this, this, and this. And I sat them down and I was like, you know, what if, what if there was a, there was a space for me in, in your brand. And they were like, yeah, absolutely. Like, and I was like, are you guys going to get behind this, this, and this? And they shared, they're like, well, we're actually doing this, this, and this on our end already. And it would be cool if we could tag team on these two projects, you know, and make it a bigger thing. And that to me was like symbiotic. It was like, okay, we're on the same page. We were speaking the same language, like literally speaking the same exact words in different sentences, but like it was there. It felt like more of a connection. You know, it wasn't just like, hey, here's a contract. This is what we expect from you. And, you know, like sign it. It's good for you. It was more like, let's work together. And how can we work together? And how can this work for both of us? It was an actual like sit down conversation where we talked about like why we would be, be why would we, we went on a date. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it was. You know, we went on a date. It wasn't a shotgun wedding. We didn't do the drive up, you know, drive up uh, wedding in Vegas. We actually like <laughs> sat down and got to know each other. And that was really awesome. And I, I just, I love this story and it's inspired me so much the past few weeks because when you called me and I, you know, part of my job is to give 
advice when necessary, but also just sit back and watch how you handle your business and how you handle this. And when you told me about this big offering, I just was sort of holding my breath. Um, like I actually, in my heart, didn't believe that it was going to be the best thing for your overall growth and for your overall mission. Mm -hmm. And I let you make that decision on your own. And when you came back and told me that you had actually reached out to a new brand and everything just started to flow from you for, uh, from that moment. So right. right after you made this decision, I don't even know if you put this together, but right after you made that decision, all of these offerings that you actually were so excited about started coming in. So now you've signed with a big festival coming up that you the dream festival <laughs> dreamed of. I mean, we'll yeah. be announcing this soon, but literally the minute you sort of made that decision, everything sort of started falling into place. This other festival that I know you love, they've asked you to come back this, you're signing this new contract with the new ambassador program that you actually believe in and is super aligned with your values. Mm -hmm. And it's just when you're in the flow and making decisions based on your Dharma and your purpose, mm -hmm. also mixed with a little bit of hustle. And I want to talk about that for a second, because one thing that I love about you is you're not afraid to ask. And I find a lot of people, even me, like I wanted to work with you, Danny, for like the last two years. And I never reached out. That's so and, funny because like we, we knew of each other. We like kept hearing about each other, but never met or anything. And then finally, I just got an email from you one day and it literally just said, hey, let's be friends. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and when I it saw one it, e or one sentence email, huh? one sentence, hey, let's be friends, Danny. And I was like, oh my God, finally. But what's so silly about that is why didn't I just reach out? Mm -hmm. And what I've learned from you, there's like so much ego and resistance and all of that that comes into you because what, why I didn't reach out is I didn't want to hear no. Right. I didn't want you to reject me. I didn't want to be rejected. Here's, here's the thing with no is that it's just no. Like that's it. There's no, there's, it's, it's no, N-O. It's two, it's the, the thing about no is it's just two letters. That's it. That is it. Anyone that says no to me is like, I'm okay with it, right? Because at the, what's going to happen? Like the worst, the worst case scenario when I went to this brand and was like, hey, I think that I would be best positioned with you guys and work with you guys because we have these same values. They could have been like, hey, thanks, but no. And I would have been like, all right, cool, moving on, next thing. Like, or next brand that I think I would be really aligned with. Or, okay, say no now and then I'm going to come back to you in about a week and be like, hey, me again. <laughs> Remember me? You said no. Let's let's talk about that no one more time. And you know, it's kind of how I started teaching yoga in San Francisco. They said no. They said no. They said no. And finally, they were like, "Oh my God, shut up!" Yes. <laughs> but I I love that. Like I love that you're just not afraid to ask. And we talk about this in our business all the time. Is asking for the sale. Like so often times, people are afraid to ask for the sale and actually ask for. The money and what you say and what I also say and we agree on this is it's just an exchange of energy. Mm -hmm. So it's like money is a form of currency. Currency currency is energy. Like it's all energy. And I think people are afraid of the ask though because of the failure part of it. Like you know, and that comes back to like the, the same. I mean, same thing with the money thing, right? Like you know, like we're afraid to. I I honestly think that a lot of people are afraid of their own success and they're afraid of being yeah. like bold and they're afraid of, you know, being turned down and rejection and all those things suck. But you know what? All those things are just, they're just made up stories in your head. Just because someone says no to you, a brand or whatever, doesn't mean you're a shitty yoga teacher. It doesn't mean you're a terrible person. 
it just because someone says no we can't you know pay you that doesn't mean that you're not worthy of that doesn't mean that you're you know that you're that you can't be paid that or you know whatever it is that you're going for right if you're like listen you can say this anyone can say this to anyone like someone that's like sitting on their couch and not doing anything asking for a million dollars to sell on the couch like go after yourself you know like you got if you're doing the work right like truly and honestly and you know that better than anybody else like anybody you know when you're doing your work and you know when you're not doing your work Pe- end of story period right if you're doing your work and you're you know you're you're focused on whatever your goals are right and you set those and you're super clear on the intention and you know why like truly truly deep down inside you know why those no's aren't no's anymore because you've already cleared up all that energy of the no's you've already gone past that like the universe is moving forward, right? So you, you you have the option either to go against it and resist it or just move with it. And I'm not going to spend time like, I don't know if I'm going to live in this body again or in another body, but like, I know that I, I'm in this lifetime doing this thing that I love to do right now. I'm not going to spend time trying to fight against the universe. I'm going to go with it, you know? And, and, and even if it's just, again, it goes back to the failure thing. Like in order to be successful, you have to fail. Like mm-hmm. people need to understand this. Like you need to fail in order to find success. It's just the way that it works. You're going to mess up. You're going to hear no's. You're going to get rejected. You're going to flub. You're going to forget a sequence. You're going to forget to pitch you know, a, a retreat. You're going to forget all the things, and you may fuck up things royally, but guess what? That's where you have an opportunity for growth, and that's where you have an opportunity to do the work. And at the end of the day, it's your choice. Do you, A, want to do the work, which is sometimes boring, which is sometimes not fun, which is sometimes really hard and really scary, or do you turn your back on it and say, no, I don't want to do the work and be afraid of your own success or be afraid of the work itself? Wow. (laughs) Are we recording this? Okay, good. Um, Danny, that was amazing. And I just think What's so beautiful about this conversation is I think on Instagram, you know, before I knew you um, or really knew you like I do now, it was just like, wow, everything's just really working for this guy. He's really growing. And I wanted to know what you were doing. And I think like the, the thing that we can really take from this is like, there is a serious amount of hustle that goes into your days and you schedule your time, you know, hour by hour from where you're teaching to where you're working to where you're growing. And if it, I mean, my, I guess my advice to people is like, if it's your passion, like how could you do it any other way? Yeah. I mean, if you really believe and why would I do it any other like, way? If you really believe that what you're doing is of benefit and what you're offering is as uh, is of service to people, then like, why wouldn't you scream it from the rooftops? Like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you put yourself out there? And I think too, when your product is you, like, it becomes a little bit even more, mm, the ego plays a bigger role because you're not selling a product, a tangible thing. What you're actually selling is you because what makes your offerings unique is you. What makes this podcast unique, separate from other podcasts, is you. And so you have to like find a way to navigate and to actually learn how to sell yourself. And one way that you do that really well is, and I say this all the time, is you're constantly coming back to your why. Mm-hmm. And that is the same thing that you just did when you made this partnership with this new brand is all you did to sell yourself was tell them your why you told them your story. 
And marketing is just storytelling and it's coming back to your why over and over again. And it's making people feel something over and over again. And it's something that you're really good at doing is bringing yourself into the offering. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, you know, I'll come to a yoga website or whatever it is. And the offering is just like yoga and Reiki. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So first of all, where are you in this? You know, what, what, how do you actually bring yourself into your offering without screaming from the rooftops, I'm so great, but also saying, Hey, I'm pretty great. Mm -hmm. And you have to believe that you have to believe it. And when clients come to me and they say, you know, Oh, I don't know if I'm good enough to do this. It's like, Hey, Hey, wait, I can't change your mindset for you to have confidence in yourself and in your offering. So if you come to me and you say, Hey, I've worked really hard on this. I need to get this out into the world because this is really going to help people. Then we can work together. And it's why it's worked so well with you because you come to the table confident that, Hey, if we put this out there, this is really going to help people. Whether it's your chat, your, um, your video that people get when they sign up for your email list, you're constantly providing value to people Mm -hmm. like all day, every day, like on your Instagram stories, you're going, you're providing value in your captions. They're, they're filled with value. And then the thing that most people forget to do is you're including a call to action. You're telling them what to do next. You're telling them how to practice with you. You're telling them the next step. And it takes a little bit of practice to do that, to Mm -hmm. bring yourself into the offering. And I guess, you know, did you struggle with that at first? Like, is it something that, you know, you believed in from day one? Like, how did you sort of learn how to do that? It was, you know, it's hard. It's a toss up because, you know, like I do have a business, like I'm an entrepreneur for sure. Like, you know, or I guess I try to be an entrepreneur um, and I, I do have that mindset and I, and I, you know, there's, there's that struggle of like, how much do I just like, well, like I practice and like trust in that. But like, the thing is you got to do both, you know, yeah. and when you do both, they work hand in hand. One takes care of the other. You know, I have to be, I have to be just as deep in my practice as I, like my own practice, right? Like my sadhana, my, my self-study everything else that goes along with that, just as much as I am in the business. The moment that I lose sight of that, of my own practice, is the moment that my business is done. Wow. Because if not, it's it's no longer in alignment. Then I'm just going for making a bunch of money, but I'm actually not walking the walk, you know? And that's important to me, that I keep studying. I do, I, I make sure I do one training a year that I, you know, I have calls with my, um, I don't know what I call her, like, she's not my teacher, but she's like, uh, like a senior teacher friend that we work together and do things, you know, I, I study programs on anatomy, like all the time, like just things that like are, I think I said this with you actually, you know, when I did my new website, whatever, I was like, oh, it's a rebrand and it's funny to say rebrand, but it's a product, right? I'm selling, you know, myself to an extent. And what I want to make sure that I do is that that product does not just have pretty packaging on it because anyone can do that. You could hire the world's best designer and make your shit look really cool. But if the product is terrible, if what you're offering isn't true, isn't real, if the ingredients that you put on the label are fake, People are going to know that and that's going to destroy everything that you've created. I think that's so important and like a great way to sort of a great note to end on is it all comes down to, I mean, we have this little model and we say, you know, authentic marketing is your why, your offer and your product Mm -hmm. and your product is going to change, but your why and what you offer, like it's so important. I mean, if you came to me and your offerings were shit, then like, I can't market it. I can drive. I I've had a client whose offerings are shit and we could drive 
tons of traffic to that landing page. And when they actually went to click on the offer, the conversion rate was like zero. I mean, we drove so much eyes, like we can bring the traffic, but you have to bring the offering, you know, like it's like what I do and what my job is, is like, I'm nurturing these people. I'm going out, I'm finding cold audiences. I'm warming them up I'm bringing them in and basically handing them to you on a silver platter. Mm -hmm. But you have to be able to make the sale at the end of the day. Like you can put as much spend into whatever it is, a beautiful website. You know, I know so many people that just like spend 10 grand redoing their website every year and they're just not selling anything. Right. <laughs> and right, it's right. like, you can, it can all look beautiful, but if you're not actually giving them what they need, um, then it's never going to work. And so getting really, really specific with your offerings is something that you do. I'm really proud of it. I'm just really proud of your brand and all of the decisions that I've been able to witness the last few months. And that's why I wanted to talk about this on this podcast, because I think that there's a really, I said this again, like we have responsibility as business owners and as yoga teachers with a business, that's what you are. You're a business owner. Mm -hmm. If you're making money doing the thing, you're a business owner. And And we have a responsibility to not only create successful businesses, but to do it with integrity, to do it with authenticity and to do it with heart. And if I had a podcast, that's what I would, you know, I would interview people like you who have created successful businesses doing it that way. Because I think my bigger mission here is like, we could actually change the way we do business. Like we could actually change the vibration if we started doing business and conducting business more and more the way that you do. And that's why I'm so inspired by you. And I hope other people recognize this because you said some really beautiful things in this last half an hour that I'm going to now take and repeat to my clients this week Um, because everyone needs to hear it. Everyone needs to hear like the balancing, the fear of money, the fear of success, um, creating offerings that are in alignment with your Dharma. And then more importantly, creating partnerships that align with that Um, because you can, I'm telling you one bad ambassador partnership or one bad brand partnership where all of a sudden you decide, because they want to pay you $20,000 that you're going to promote e-cigarettes or whatever it is. Right. Right. Like it's over because people will lose your, lose your trust. And I think what you've done really well is you've earned the trust and you've earned my trust now as a colleague to continue to do this work together because it's authentic and it's real. And I know you're not going to make a stupid decision (laughs) that costs you your brand because if if you can earn people's trust, they'll stay with you. If you can earn their trust, they'll keep selling, they'll keep buying what you're selling. They'll keep practicing with you. They'll keep coming back because they trust you. And it's a really fine line, I think, um, especially in the world of social media um, to make those decisions and to do it for the right reasons. And I can honestly say, I can tell these listeners here that you're in it for the right reasons. And yes, you're also an entrepreneur and it's okay to be all of the things. <laughs> it's totally okay. It's allow totally yourself. Okay, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay <laughs> to do the things like give yourself permission. It's so funny. I have some clients that, you know, I was just talking to a business coach last week and she was like, I really think Krista, your Dharma is actually teaching people that 
their dharma is allowing themselves to be all of the things. And it's one thing that you do really well. You know, I have a client who's a musician, but also very spiritual, and we call him the conscious rock star. And it's kind of like a contradiction, right? But at the same time, he's allowing himself to be all the things. I was on a call last week with a lawyer who's actually a Buddhist, a Zen Buddhist, and I could feel that on the call. And if he separated himself and is like, oh, I'm Buddhist, but I'm also a lawyer and kept those lives very separate, he wouldn't be as good as he is. And it's like, you can be a Buddhist lawyer. You can be a conscious rock star. You can be a yogi entrepreneur. Like, it's okay. Totally. And yeah, I just, I hope that people can understand that message and learn from not only you in the yoga studio, but as you know, a leader and a mentor in business and creating a successful yoga business and what that looks like, because we need more of that. (laughs) My job is here to help. (laughs) (laughs) So is mine. Um, So on that note, Danny, um, I would like to thank you for letting me hijack your podcast today. And that's another thing. I just was like, hey, I have an idea. I'd like to interview you next week on your podcast. I've never even like, you know, been on a podcast. I've never done anything like this. And you're like, okay, sure. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) Okay, great. Sounds good. And within five minutes of hanging up the call, I had a calendar invite to schedule the podcast. (laughs) Sorry. Action. (laughs) It's so real. The action is so real. So I I think you said this was hopefully going to be coming out towards the end of the new year. So I think my challenge for people heading into 2019 is, you know, take a step back, align yourself, set some goals. Like one thing I love about Danny is he sets very specific goals. Like I want to be teaching at this festival in this location with this class and these people, and then actually take steps to do that thing. So the more specific your goals, the more specific your steps. So I think it's a common thing to set goals for the new year. So let's maybe set some goals and then more importantly, take some action. (laughs) Organize Organize and action. (laughs) I'm going to like make that a meme on my next webinar. (laughs) I love it. I'm into it. Okay, Danny, I love you. You're literally the best. Keep, keep going, keep growing. Thanks for inspiring me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for hijacking the show. And until the next Yogi Misfit sessions, this is Danny and Krista saying peace out. Bye.